0: America, sweet America, you know God done shed His grace on thee. Welcome back, fellow podcasters. It's time for another episode of Jeffrey, an American conservative. I want to ask a question to you listening audience out there. Have you just about had it enough with this current administration, this administration that was forced upon us by what appeared to be questionable methods during the voting process? I mean, let's face it. We all know that Joe Biden is not running the country. We don't know exactly who specifically, But we know that it's a team of advisors, he's alluded to it once in a while, who are pushing this truly idiotic agenda onto us. And it's amazing that in just a little over 200 days, we've come from America the proud to America the weak. And this was just reinforced this past week with the absolutely botched evacuation out of Afghanistan. And I know we could sit here and use the talking points, but they're valid. I mean, just fundamentally, why would we have removed our military before uh, our embassy and, and American personnel were at least given the option to leave the country? And I mean, I get it. We We were supposed to have a freedom fighting force over there of about 300,000 with some of the best equipment the world has to offer and some of the best trained soldiers. But don't tell me that they didn't see this thing falling apart three months ago when they started giving up sections of the country to this Taliban. And then we take it to the point where we're now listening and and we have to negotiate with the Taliban people to allow our citizens to leave the country? When did we start doing that? Somewhere along the line, we lost that pride that we have as Americans that we don't get told what to do. We set the agenda, not them, and let alone a, a terrorist group, a small terrorist group at that. And we didn't even communicate with, with our allied partners around the world that we were going to do this so that they themselves have people that are stranded over there in Afghanistan. What a mess. And yet, we have a president who gets on the television along with his national security advisor and Pentagon people, and they start telling us what a good job they're doing evacuating the people. A good job. No, no, a good job would have been those people could have gotten on regular airplane flights before all this crap took place, and then we would have had the military leave. that would have been a good job, not how we're we're now able to secure uh, two and three thousand people a day or an hour or whatever it is and no, this is an evacuation guys this This is not a a uh let's leave the country into the hands of the, the freedom fighters from Afghanistan forces. This isn't anything like that. They knew this was going to happen. They did it anyway. And by the way, where has the vice president been on any issue, on anything, since this all started? Oh, wait a minute. That's right. She had a, a, a rather important thing that she had to do in Vietnam while the world's most pressing, not the world's, the United States' most pressing thing going on here, which is U.S. citizens, about 15,000 of them, I might add, in peril of life and limb. But something's more important going on over in Vietnam? Please. I'll tell you what it was. They didn't want her opening up her mouth in front of the, uh, the media. I don't know. Perhaps on this particular issue, she didn't agree with Biden, But after all, she is the vice president. She is supposed to be supportive of whatever the president does. But this isn't the only thing that we're sick of in this administration. This is just the last one. And at some point, I believe even the diehard Democrats are going to finally wake up to the realization that we're in a bad administration right now, a dangerous administration. Actually, to back this up, The last poll that I saw showed that Biden's approval rating was at 41%. Well, that's kind of scary, knowing that the majority of people being asked are Democrats. Hmm. Well, let's talk about some of these things this bonehead administration has has done since they come into power. I mean, right off the bat, they stopped our withdrawal from the World Health Organization. That, that really seems to be an effective means after they've absolutely, totally politicized the COVID virus with China and Wuhan, but now we're going to go back in there and we'll be paying our multi-millions of dollars a year. Clearly, he stopped the construction of the border wall on our southern border. Not only stopped the construction, but then he went and said nobody was going to be Thrown out from our country, at least for the first 100 days of his administration. And as far as everybody can tell right now, we have an extremely porous southern border. To the tune of about 200,000 illegal immigrants coming into our country each month. You know, we keep talking about the COVID vaccine and all, but it doesn't seem to be real worried about these 200,000 people a month coming in A lot of them not being tested at all for COVID. And the ones that are coming up positive, where are exactly they going? In fact, we're trying to find out exactly where all these people are going to begin with. Come on, 200,000 a month, do the math. Each state, if it was equally divided, yeah, we're getting about 4,000 new residents somehow, somewhere, each month. The administration preserved the DACA, the DREAMers Act. And exactly why did they do this? I mean, I could understand perhaps a pathway to uh, citizenship, but they still should be able to do everything that a regular legal immigrant would have to comply with, which is number one, get in line, and number two, comply with our citizenship requirements. And as a side note, I'm not exactly sure why these dreamers, these DACA people, haven't been doing this for the last 20 or so years. How about the rescinding of that 1776 commission, which was supposed to be introduced into our schools, which talked about American history? Uh Uh-uh. Instead, we go with this obviously dangerous critical race theory crap, poisoning poisoning our kids out there, making us supposedly apologizing for being a color other than dark. Critical race theory does nothing more than create racism in our country. We also know that they rejoin the Paris Climate Accord. Again, that's one of those things that sounds really good, the greening of our globe, But in reality, all it's really doing is giving countries like China a pass for having to do anything about their climate and making the U.S. pay a disproportionate share to help these, quotation marks, developing countries with their efforts. I'm also not too sure what the total philosophy was when they canceled that Keystone Pipeline, especially since they've... Recently, anyway, have been negotiating with the Saudis uh, t- to get more oil from their countries, but for whatever reason, we're not getting it from our country. And we're no longer energy independent in our country. Way to go, Joe. Should we talk about the economy? Because when Biden entered into office, the uh, Gross domestic product was growing at a rate of approximately 33% on an annual basis, and that was after the short-lived recession that took place in the early months of 2020 because of the COVID. And it also included a 6.4% growth in the first quarter after he was sworn into office. It's funny you don't hear anything about anything growing in our economy right now. The only thing, by the way, that's growing is our deficit. And it started with that $1.9 trillion package, all right, which was supposed to be for infrastructure, even though only about 25% of it technically had to do with uh, bridges, roads, airports. The rest of it had to do with this expanded term of what infrastructure means. And according to the Democratic Dictionary, infrastructure means whatever they wish to spend it on. So if it's on immigration, um, then it's considered human infrastructure. See? See how that goes? Whatever seems to work to fulfill their priorities in moving our country into a more government-dependent status. On an international stage, does anybody feel the least bit safer than we were prior to uh, Joe Biden getting into office? I mean, almost immediately, uh, this administration started working with the Iranians to get back onto their nuclear deal. Nuclear deal? No, no, no. Trump had them crippled. They were not making a nuclear weapon. Guess what? Now they are. And I can't believe that North Korea hasn't started up with their testing missiles again. I'm sure that's coming around the corner. China, of course, <laughs> they, they now have the largest navy. Good job. Russia, of course, is now able to uh, complete their pipeline, which will now allow them to supply tons of fuel over to Europe. And going back to the Taliban issue in Afghanistan, I mean, why would we even have left that country? Do we not need that land so that we can keep our surveillance, our intelligence going? Does anybody honestly think we want to be in Afghanistan? Of course not. But we don't want to be totally out of it either, as we are in many places around the world. So now we've been thrown out or... Left, however you want to call it, we have no eyes and ears on that ground anymore. So who, who's to think that terrorists are not going to set up camp again there? Was this not part of the same administration that when, when we got out of Iraq, that ISIS crept in there? What do you think is going to happen in Afghanistan in the next couple of years? Boneheads. You know, Trump had negotiated five peace agreements in the Middle East. And there was hardly any military conflicts that were going on in any of those countries. Can we say that today? I mean, the relationship with Israel, Israel in relationship to those Muslim countries over there, we're on the brink of war, probably in about three or four places around the world. Bottom line is, Biden has changed from what Trump had was a peace through strength policy, back to what Obama had, which was turn the other cheek philosophy. We no longer lead, we are no longer the beacon light on the hill. We are now just one of the gang and we all shoulder this together, us in the European community as we huddle together and wait for the next big guys to take place. And don't kid yourself. China, Russia, they're all right there. China in particular wants to be the lead world power. Guess what? They're going to be it, and it won't take it probably won't even take till the end of the year. So I want to thank all of the non-Trump supporters out there who felt the need to vote for any else that had a pulse, because after all, in their opinion, anything was better than Trump. Well, congratulations. We got something other than Trump. It's not good. America, let's just hope that we're resilient enough to be able to withstand the bombardment of idiocy that's coming under this progressive, radical, and reckless regime. There is no aspect of this administration since day one, which has helped America become better, more independent, more competitive, stronger, none of those things. Everything the Democrats have passed so far legislatively, if not done with a stroke of a pen, has been done to make the government more in control of our U.S. citizens. There is nothing, nothing that they have done which has made us stronger again. God help us, let's get to those midterms. People, we need to get out. We need to stop this floodgate from staying open. I want to thank you for being with my podcast this week, and I look forward to next week's message. I am Jeff Fry, an American conservative, I'll be back next week with more to talk about. In the meantime, keep us, U.S., the United States, in mind. Thank you.